Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. journeys podcast today we're going to be talking about the child within so just to clarify um, the concept of the child within for us is that pure light part of us you know prior to the pressures of the world and expectations and stresses that made us who we are today this is that original light Brian do you want to identify with that for us yeah sure when I was a child I seemed to be more aware of my soulfulness and my spirit. I had an inherent ability to know right from wrong, good from evil, and I can't explain that. Um, You can say it's a God thing, part of my soul uh, from the universe. But as society added restrictions to who I should be, I increasingly lost all reference to this natural part of myself. My internal voices were more often not repeating my true self, but they were repeating the external messaging that I was getting from others. So then there was a point in my life when I had to distance myself from religion in order to accept myself as a gay person. And at that point, I also lost a great deal of my soulfulness, my spirituality. It was kind of like I threw the baby out with the bathwater. As I got rid of religion, I also lost my spirituality. But it wasn't until I was at a point in my life that I felt something was missing. I ended up searching many different religions and still couldn't find what was missing for me. And it wasn't until I started soul-searching all the way back to my childhood through meditation and soul-searching and at that point I realized that's what I was missing my soulfulness that the soulfulness that I felt when I was young it was no longer with me and one day I realized that my soul the soul from my childhood had been there all along it was always there and it was always okay at that point I realized that all the anxiety I was feeling was coming from all the external messaging that I was letting into my mind. So as part of my journey, I found ways to listen to my heart and soul rather than the opinions of others, and I began to heal. I started to feel happiness and true inner peace. Well, that's awesome. So it's like you were peeling the onion back to get back to your core. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Okay. Well, not to be confused with the inner child, we do want to touch on that a bit this morning as well. Um, Basically, when I refer to the inner child, if you look online and you look at the internet, there's a lot of videos out there in regards to the wounded part of us that was formed, you know, basically by life events that may have occurred prior to us having the tools to be able to deal with them in a healthy manner. So what happens is we take those things and internalize them and we use them as a basis of comparison for everything that happens. And because those weren't necessarily handled or processed at that point, it kind of throws us off going forward. So this is something that everyone does, no matter who you are. Growing up, you carry 
some of those childhood oh absolutely it could be things that like you could have immediate family uh someone pass or there could be alcoholism or addiction or you know just basic codependency type aspects it could be mental mental or physical abuse or just neglect and those things can all cause behaviors to manifest going forward in your life so we carry them with us into adulthood and uh it comes up at different times in our life. Sure, it comes out sideways. We see it a lot through approval-seeking behavior or anxiety and anxiety attacks, um, all kinds of different insecurities. And basically, we live our life off of fear-based decisions instead of living life in its potential as it you know, comes forth to us. I, I think it causes us to manifest these internal loops or these tapes that we play over and over in our head that are really not very healthy for ourselves. Ah, I see. So like, you know, telling us that we're not worthwhile or we don't deserve to be happy or we should be lonely or look, it's happening to me again because this is the way my life always is. But like attracts like and we attract the people that feel the same way and act the same way when we process that way. So like it or not, these internalized messages are going to be there. So what do we do to heal that? Well, for me, I found that meditation was the first step. It allowed me a chance to let me catch up with myself in a way of speaking it it let me it took away the backlog of where everything was that i was just holding on my back and and gave me the ability to process in real time what is occurring so that i'm more aware of how i'm actually thinking instead of just responding and reacting all the time mm -hmm. so you know unless you get to that point you're just playing out a narrative that we naturally manifest you're, you're basically a slave to the programming of the people who may have loved you, but they just couldn't transmit what you needed to be healthy at the time that these things occurred. And these, these messages come from family, from parents? Oh, sure. From it can come from any dysfunctional atmosphere. Teachers, from bullies, friends, friends sure, bullies. Any, yeah. Anything you can imagine. And it just propagates within people. So what do you do to heal again you uh... well i guess the next thing is the identification of the actual tapes or or these things that are happening in our lives until we get to a point where we're present and we're actually able to process what's going on with us in real time we're not aware of these negative tapes that are playing these things that are telling us we're just responding to the stimulus and we need to realize that we took over the job of abusing that little kid you know, like we may have had things that happened that weren't pleasant to us, but those tapes keep us abusing that child inside of us. Ourselves. Exactly. And until we get to a point where we can hear ourselves saying that, we're literally saying those awful things to that little kid that's hurt just to keep him in that place. Because, you know, it's, it's much easier to stay. There's comfortability in familiar pain. People will stay where they are when they're hurting because they're afraid that if they do something different, it won't, it'll be a new experience and it might be more scary. Mm -hmm. But it also keeps us from experiencing joy. Hmm. So when these thoughts come into your mind, the first thing you want to do is identify sure. these thoughts. Where did they come from? Is this something I'm thinking or is this something that I'm hearing in my head from... I don't know. Maybe it's something that we just create a narrative we create for ourselves based off our experiences the way they occurred mm -hmm. but the thing is we need to do is get to a point where we can change that programming right mm -hmm. we, we need to i mean if you think of what a mantra is it's anything we tell ourselves repeatedly because it sinks in and and we form our own behavior patterns based off that okay so i just thought of something in 
in the past, when I found myself um, flustered, um, stressed, uh, and with anxiety, uh, a, a saying would literally pop into my head, and I don't know where it came from. It was, um, I would think, oftentimes, stop the world, I want to get off. Right. Okay? I That's not a healthy way of thinking. No, but if you can write that down, uh -huh. you can see how ludicrous it is, right? Like, if I tell myself, you're stupid, you're you're fat, you're, you're not worthy, you're unlovable, and you write that down, and you think about you telling that to a child, you would pretty much be appalled. So why are you spending that time keeping your own child inside mm -hmm. beaten up like that, right? Right. So if we can just write those down and realize what the opposite of that is. If you're unlovable, you are loved. Mm -hmm. I love you. I won't leave you. You know, those type of things. Maybe I've known people to like put those messages, like write them out and tape them all over their house on their mirrors and stuff just to kind of get it bent into their, mm -hmm. into their identity. So, in, so instead of repeating to myself, stop the world, I want to get off, I could repeat to something, I could repeat to myself something more like, um, you know, I'm a valid part of this world. Exactly. I, um, I belong. I belong. Yeah. yeah. That's I belong. One. I can make change. I can be the peace today. Right. Mm -hmm. So I need to change that programming to a more positive message. Sure. I tended to adopt a mantra myself um, and I had like, a, again, my guru, I'll call him Guru Pitka, right? <laughs> um, that helped me uh, come Not. up with, a, with one that worked for me and it basically is this simple. It's three lines. I am perfect the way I am. My life is perfect the way it is. And everything I'm going through is what's best for my spiritual and emotional development. Wow. Well, I, I feel like it just lets me know that I'm okay where I'm at. It's okay to be where I'm at. And everything that I feel is negative, when you look back at the horrible things in your life that happened, they usually were a catalyst for something that helped us evolve into something more vibrant. And we're here to grow our spirit. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's part of our journey here. And I think that we need to, if we can manifest that, then that that's what works for me. And any anyone's welcome to, you know, if that works for them. Yeah, I just decided I'm going to post that on our Facebook page, their Gay Peace page. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but, you know, the thing is for me, when I wrote it or, or came up with it, I wrote it a hundred times. Like I was writing lines in school, you know, I, I just wanted to try and ingrain that back into my, my head and get it there as part of it, you know. And what I find is when I'm riding in my car, I'm wasting a lot of time in my head, generally. I'll have the radio playing and I don't know what kind of programming I'm getting from that, but these tapes are generally playing while I'm in traffic. I think that's one of the reasons why most of us are so angst in traffic. But what I found was I, I took them and then I typed them out. I copied the line down like a hundred times. And then I got a text to MP3 reader and I recorded it off to an MP3. I looped it and then I played it in my car. When I would be riding down the road, you'd hear this little thing saying, I'm perfect the way I am. My life is perfect the way it is. When I take bike rides, I still, I'll sit there sometimes and I'll think of the elements, earth, air, wind, fire, spirit, you know, and other times I'll sit there and I'll think of this mantra and I'll be chanting it while I'm riding my bicycle and I try to ride every day, but it, it helps me to generate a different perspective. Hmm. One that I can actually grow with and live from and not be in a place of peace, you know? Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So that being said, we're going to wrap it up with 
let's see, uh, a while back I, I did a meditation called the Inner Child Meditation. It's on gaypeace.com if you want to check it out anytime. We're going to play it for you now. Um, obviously, if you're driving, this is not a good place to don't meditate. Don't shut your eyes, please. Don't <laughs> shut your eyes when you're driving. You don't have to close so your eyes. So be careful. Be in a safe place and so where you can close your eyes and listen to yourself. Um, and then we're just going to wrap things up with that child, inner child meditation from gaypeace.com. Peace out, everybody. Welcome to the Tranquil Tonic Inner Child Meditation. As always, find a comfortable position and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Take another deep breath in and exhale. One more deep breath in and exhale. Remember who you were before the world changed you. Back before we had responsibilities, when our biggest concern was what game to play. Back when we were content to swing on a swing set all day long because we didn't have to worry about anything. The world was a safe place seemingly here for our enjoyment. We were different back then, our hopes, and our dreams were our own. We really didn't care what others thought of us. As far as we were concerned, we had everything we needed. In your mind, go back to this time before we had responsibilities or a care in the world. Remember now who you were at this time. Remember now what made you happy. Go back to this happy childhood memory. At this time, remember how it felt to be so happy and to be so carefree. Remember this feeling of pure joy and bring it to the present. Feel it right now. As you recall this blissful feeling, realize how amazing it is that you're still able to recall how you felt. Where did this joy come from? Does it have a name? 
It could be the actual name of someone who made you feel special and loved as a child. Or maybe it's one word that describes the activity that would always make you feel this happy. It could be a childhood teddy bear or a doll. Take this time to name your blissful childhood memory. Just one word. Once you have a name for this memory, keep it to yourself. Its magic works only for you. Recalling this word or name makes it easy anytime you want to feel this joy. Know that you can feel this joy anytime in the present. Just meditate on your own special magical word and give yourself permission to feel this joy. Recalling this name or word brings that feeling of joy from the past into the present. There's no need to live in the past. You can feel that same happiness in the present. You're still that child and still capable of feeling joy and contentment. Allow your joy into the present with your secret word. Slowly open your eyes and remember your secret word and feel joy in the present anytime you like.